This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... Hi, this is Lou Covey and Joe Basquez. Hey, Lou, thanks for having me here. Yeah, and uh, we're we're going to have one of our uh, irregular chats because there's a lot of stuff going on, um, not only in security and technology, but also in marketing and uh, uh, misinformation uh, laws. Lots of stuff is happening. And I'm seeing a sea change. And Joe and I were talking about this over text. And we decided to have a conversation about the hard rain that's coming for social media. You know, I, I like the word you use there, the sea change. I think uh, a lot of these changes aren't just minor changes, right? They're, they're fundamental changes in the way we'll operate. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of amazing how, how deep this is. Um, it seemed maybe five years ago, there was no end in sight to how we were changing uh, the media landscape. And what's happening, just in my opinion, is that we're going to be going back to more traditional media. as Because uh, here's, here's the big problem. Social media has been able to get by uh, or get a, get a lot of excuses uh, uh, for its bad behavior by saying, oh, we're just a telecom organization, just like the phone company. And that's how they got that, uh, that law in the FCC uh, regulations that said that they couldn't be held liable for content that was distributed over their networks. So, well, so for anybody that, that what hasn't listened to us before or haven't heard that discussion, explain that connection between how they kind of classified themselves as a telecom company. What's the difference between telecom and media for people who don't know? Okay, well, uh, the, the telecom is about uh, communication between individuals, okay? And the law has always held for telephone companies that if somebody is talking smack about you to someone else on the phone, you can't use that as uh, to sue them for libel or slander because it's a private conversation, okay? It's just two people express or having an opinion about something. So you can't sue them for that. Well, the social media companies, you know, Google, Facebook, uh, e even Apple, uh, have gotten a pass on that in the FCC regulations by saying that that we're the same way as a telephone company. It's so basically what they're saying is they're just the dumb pipe that carries the message. Right. But here's the problem. All of those companies make money off of advertising that come through those conversations just like the traditional media does. And they are becoming more and more a platform for mass communication, which is what that's in, in the end, that's the difference between telecom and media, mass communication, getting out the same message to the largest number of people possible. That's why advertisers use those kind of mediums. So that's actually a big distinction there, right? It, it, one is being the dumb pipe that just carries the message. Yeah. Uh, and then you discuss like 
social media is all about the advertising. That's where they get the money. So with a telecom, you're actually paying for the infrastructure or the pipe yep. versus social media where you're paying by ad with advertising. Yep. Then the second thing that you just mentioned there was the, the actual size of the reach. It's not a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And, and the funny thing is, is that the, uh, the social media companies, Google, Apple, Facebook, all, all that sort of thing, uh, they use the infrastructure of the telecom industry to send that information out. So they don't actually control the pipeline. Right. Okay. So it, it, for the longest time, they were able to pull that off. Uh, saying, you know, we, and basically they had to because it's it's a huge enterprise to be able to control that stuff, especially after the cows have left the barn. There's all okay. kinds of problems with it, right? Yeah. And when, when you're talking, you know, you and I were, were in traditional media for a long time, and there's essentially a gatekeeping operation there where um, you have people that are employed to say, yeah, we're going to run this, but we're not going to run that. We're going to run this. And if we do this, we're going to get sued. So you know, they they don't do you know, they don't they, they put a filter on the type of content we, we have. But since Facebook came on and said, we want to connect the entire world and make the world a safer place. Well, they they don't need or they've bypassed that that filtering process of traditional media. And it's brought us to where we are today, where you can say absolutely anything about anybody and get paid to do it. And you are completely free from any uh, consequence. But that's changing and it's changing dramatically. So let's talk a little bit about that, because that was one of my questions is why do you think right before the, the government kind of had the view that, yeah, OK, these guys fit with telecom. What's changing? Who's changing it? You know, what's what's the change in the view? Well, here, here's the first one. And it, it, it's not clear if this is going to come through. But Sarah Palin is suing the New York Times for, for libel. Mm -hmm. and. The problem is, is that there is a case that involved the New York Times about, oh, about eh, 70, 80 years ago called Times versus Sullivan, which said that a public figure cannot sue for libel unless they can prove malice. Now, the thing yeah, is, always very hard to prove, right? Now, now truth is always uh, an absolute defense against libel in the United States, but only in the United States. In, in uh, the UK and Europe, you can sue for libel uh, even if it is true, if you can prove malice. Okay. And what, what happened is that uh, the, the, uh, a few several years ago, there was a guy that went to a congressional softball team where the Republicans and Democrats were playing against each other. And he shot up the field, killed a couple of people, wounded some, some congressmen. And the New York Times, uh, in an editorial, compared that to what happened when Gabby Giffords was shot uh, on a campaign uh, program or, or stop in uh, Arizona by a, a guy who was purportedly a Trump supporter. Now, it turned out he was just crazy. OK, and that was kind of pointed out in the article, but not very clearly. So uh, uh, 
And the thing is, this guy had been a supporter of Sarah Palin. So they made the, the comparison to Sarah Palin's campaign to the guy that shot up the congressional uh, baseball team, uh, game. Okay. Okay. Now, under Times versus Sullivan, she would have to prove malice. But what she is doing is she's ignoring Time versus Sullivan, and she is trying to, but at the same time, she's just not trying to say they were inaccurate and it slandered me. Sure. And in the current Supreme Court makeup, she might have a chance, mm -hmm. you know, even if she loses this case. Now, this is this is going to have long reaching impact if this does. OK, on the downside, it means lots of media publications can be sued out of existence. I mean, that's really the, the reason this uh, this decision was made by the Supreme Court in the first place was because uh, you know, Devin Nunes is fa famous for this. He he would sue anybody who who even on, on a satirical basis was was talking smack about him, and he did it specifically to drive them out of business. Uh, there is a, a the famous case about uh, the Gawker story about Hulk Hogan having sex with uh, one of his best friend's wives. Okay, and uh, Peter Thiel, the billionaire, actually funded the lawsuit against Gawker, and Gawker was sued out of business. They went bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, it was still true. You know, and you know, we can go back to that as as the start of the slippery slope. But that's the downside of it. But here's the upside of it: if Sarah Palin is successful in this. The conspiracy theorists that like to use social media, that go on Fox News, that are just expressing an opinion, they can be sued also. So we might actually have to see something like they, ha like they have in the UK. They, they have a, 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 a legal system that looks over uh, libel cases and uh, press uh, mismanagement. Uh, and it's, it's not part of the court system. It's an individual system in itself. We may end up having to have that because there are going to be so many lawsuits for libel going through here. And that is going to have a major impact on the way social media allows content. There's that, going to have that, that kind of you could you could do an entire hour on that alone, just you know, from the foundation of the United States and how social media is changing even that, you know, our constitution and how, and how we go about that. So uh, that is major. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's already on the cusp in the European Union because they are considering uh, regulations and that looks like it's going to go through that's going to criminalize online bullying. And this isn't just, you know, what kids are doing to each other. Uh, they, they are looking th at this on a political level. And that has that has started something that uh, it could be kind of weird because Facebook over these regulations uh, in, part, in part of the regulations is that uh, you have to get permission to share content from one server to another if it crosses the Atlantic. In other words, uh, 
they, they've got they've they've got to hold on to this information and you've got to get permission to do it so that and plus the regulation about uh, about online bullying facebook has threatened this week to pull out of europe altogether to take out instagram and facebook well and i should be referring to them as meta meta is talking about abandoning the european market altogether sure okay uh do you think do you th i mean just listening to that i haven't looked into the details that sounds very um dramatic i'll say what do you what do you think the chances are of that uh well they have done it they they, they did it in australia when australia put rules in that they have to uh compensate um uh, traditional news media for uh sharing content and and they actually, I mean, we already know the regulations in the eu are, are much more stringent the the awards for violations are much much higher uh, than they are here so that's a that's a serious thing yeah and uh the, the the market for facebook in europe is much smaller than it is in the us or asia so they may be saying well okay this this is the the third level that we've got uh so so we we can go ahead and and, and pull this off without so too might, much damage but does it does that mean well if they do that that pulls out a significant advertising market and 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 that brings us to uh, yeah i mean what's the alternative there right yeah yeah well there are alternatives you've got linkedin you've got twitter you've got uh whatsapp you've got snap you've got uh and and then again you've got google uh facebook advertising revenues have slumped dramatically over the past couple of years but google and uh, has is saying record numbers of profits from their advertising and apple and here, here's the thing another thing that's really causing problems for facebook and they even said so that when apple decided to uh, uh give users the opportunity to not allow tracking that cost facebook 10 billion dollars in advertising revenue sure sure so it becomes a, it becomes a question of roi right if yeah. it's your smallest use and we don't get much information out of it anyway and we got threats of being sued you know is it really worth it yeah and it, what's interesting in this is that facebook has been using the same model that social media has on traditional media about just saying well we're just you know we're giving you more visibility so therefore you should let us do this for free well the thing is they've been using Google and Apple's uh, pipeline essentially to do this. Ah, okay. And Apple Apple shut off the pipeline yep. altogether. Yeah. Because I think they, they found like 75% of users decided to not allow tracking, which was a huge uh, hit. But Google is in the process of removing third-party cookies or allowing right. third-party cookies, which means only their cookies can be used, which is only their tracking can be used. So they're they're cutting which Facebook they may or off. may not choose to share. Yeah. So they're cutting Facebook off as well, and they could do it. And, and it's already hit Twitter and LinkedIn because they do the same thing. So that's why LinkedIn has been really ramping up. Uh, I I don't know if you noticed, but uh, uh, LinkedIn membership has gone through the roof as far as cost 
and uh, they're they're doing it, but I let my membership lapse because I didn't want to pay the amount they wanted to do. Sure, I, I, I hadn't I noticed. I didn't find that much. Well, you've never had a paid account for LinkedIn, if I remember. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, when they told me, well, this is this, it was like a ninety percent increase. Wow. And I was going, yeah, I don't get that much value out of this. So I just let it go. And I still haven't seen the value. And that's that's the next step for Facebook altogether. You know, they've already talked about creating a paid for channel you know, where they, they give you a bunch of other stuff. Um, but I don't see that happening. And all of the other ones that have been coming up, and we're talking about Gab and uh, whatever Donald Trump is talking about coming up with, uh, the, the, the social media platforms that focus on a particular point of view, like a conservative or a liberal point of view, don't seem to be getting traction because what people seem to like to do is troll each other. It's, that's really interesting because I, I, you know, if I had to guess at this, you know, three, four years ago, uh, I don't think I would have guessed that would have been the case. That, that people just just want to be there to cause trouble yeah that they you know they wouldn't uh, go to uh views that are similar to theirs i would have thought people would have liked that so that's that's an interesting thing in when when it gets out in the real world to see what happens well, well you, you think about it you know if if you go to a place where everybody thinks the same thing you do yeah the conversation dies really quick it, it makes a lot of sense it really does yeah yeah you, you guess that you, you want to have some diversity in the opinion just to you know, get your your uh, brain cells firing. Sure. And if everybody agrees, okay, well, so, I guess to I guess quote we can unquote, win the debate. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, to quote unquote win the debate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or and, and <laughs> uh, I, I guess I won't use the, the actual uh, word, but. Uh, uh, Ron White had this uh, bit about when he was on the high school debating team and the guy finished up with his argument and Ron White turned to him and said, well, F you. <laughs> and he, he said, and I thought I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's really what we've come down to. That's the, the, the wide open world of social media has actually created this problem where people think just by insulting someone, they have won the debate. And, and we've lost the ability to actually have a lucid discussion. Yeah, and that's definitely. All, and, and I'm afraid it has to be said, that's due to social media. Social media has, a, has, has attracted the worst in humanity and monetized it <laughs> that's, that's the worst part it's the money involved this is just crazy to me and 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 that's what that's what has to be taken away if we want to get back to where we're going but the good news is is that because it, it, the article i was reading today is that advertising agencies are starting to diversify their platform their portfolios over all, all of this they're actually looking to do traditional advertising in print publications that that just blows me away because i thought that was dead and buried forever i didn't well, like we, it we've, we've been talking about it for a while and we could see these little patterns and these little paths where we kind of 
thought we might go around the loop and get back to it. And then we just kind of like never got there. It never got any traction. We kind of gave up and you could see those little things. So maybe we're at that point. Yeah. Um, people like to badmouth capitalism. Okay. And taking this to an economic point, what people don't realize is that socialism and capitalism are not diametrically opposed concepts. In fact, they're not even in the same ballpark, but they are symbiotic. Okay. What we had historically, you have to go back to the Magna Carta when uh, King John you know, gave power to the, to the nobility class or, or gave over some of his power to the nobility class. Uh, the nobles in turn started doing the same thing to the or they created a middle class that could would owe them favors i mean that's that's the way it worked the king would give favors to the nobles and the nobles would crap all over the little guys well what happened was when the king divested some of his power to the nobles that gave the nobles the power to give out some of the to share the wealth with the middle class and actually created the middle class in england Okay. But that created a concept called mercantilism. And mercantilism was the means of hoarding wealth for yourself and making sure no one else got it. And that's what happened after the uh, after Magna Carta. And it took a couple of hundred years for someone to realize that was a bad idea, because even while you built the middle class, you were creating even poorer Poor, uh, uh, lower class. So a guy named Adam Smith said, in the natural world, if you're just following basic Christian principles, you don't want to hoard anything. You want to make sure you spread it out so you grow the economy. This is basic, basic concept of, of capitalism. And in turn, that would raise people out of the lower class into the middle class. And this wasn't a political issue. This wasn't something that was supposed to be done, you know, by the government. This was just something that you say, if you, if people were just decent human beings and did the decent thing, this is how it would work. That's what mm -hmm. Adam Smith was talking about. And he also said, if human beings don't do the decent thing, the job of government is to go in and balance the scales. Socialism. Hmm. Okay. So what we are actually seeing now, in my opinion, is what capitalism and socialism are supposed to be about, because we've got a bunch of robber barons in Jeff Bezos and uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, wh whoever is in charge of whatever it is that, that, that's called Google or Alphabet now. <laughs> okay. And they are hoarding their wealth and then dribbling it out and saying, look at the wonderful things we're doing with this stuff. Sure. That's just mercantilism. It's not capitalism. And, the, and they're keeping capital out of the market. And the government is finally coming in and saying, you can't do that. It's not good for us. Well, actually, it's been good for them for a while, but now it's getting bad for uh, the ruling class the the uh, the government and they're saying we we're not going to be able to control the population unless we do something about this vast amount of wealth that is being withheld from 
the market. And, you know, I think, I think the last thing I heard was there is $15 trillion in cash reserves for all the corporations in the world. $15 trillion. Can you imagine what would happen to the market if just half of that those cash reserves were released into general use? Sure. Uh, I mean that what you so I've never heard what you just described described that way, but um, I could. I mean, it's called economics one hundred and one. You, you basically, <laughs> I mean, you know, that we you could probably do six different shows on in that. So let me ask you. Given, given the temperature of things right now, where do you think this is all headed for these big tech companies? Uh, I, 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 unless they make drastic internal changes, uh, I think we're going to. I think uh, in Facebook's case, we're seeing them become the next MySpace. I think that's in 10 years, pretty. That that's pretty drastic. Yeah. Now the thing is, is that. Mark Zuckerberg sees this too, which I is asked why him where he this is going, and you swung for the fences, huh? Yeah, he's he's going for this metaverse bullshit. Uh, yeah, so, I'm sorry, maybe I shouldn't let anyone know what I really think about this, <laughs> but uh, it, he's he's trying to to push this, and it's not the first time it's happened. There was a, a thing called Second Life uh, that a lot of media companies were trying to get into. It was exact, exactly the same thing. But this is based on his uh, purchase of Oculus several right. years ago. And I've mentioned this before, but I happen to have a chance to sit right next to Lucky Palmer, the founder of Oculus, who is no longer there because he got pushed out shortly after this, this uh, what I wrote about, where he told, uh, we were at, at this uh, industry event, and this was just after Facebook had purchased Oculus. And he told me flat out, it's going to be 20 years before we see any revenue from virtual reality. And this was about five years ago. And the wow. reason was that in order to make it to, to achieve the promise of virtual reality, we're going to have to be able to increase our ability to produce electrical power for the uh, 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 the servers that that do this stuff and and the number of servers that are providing the 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 data processing for it by an order of magnitude now that means 10 times more than it is today so there's a whole host of problems with that um. yeah yeah we're we're not we're not keeping up with the demand for energy as it is so yeah i mean that, that and the energy is really what i see as the biggest issue because uh technology is changing so fast that i really couldn't say anything will take 20 years because it's just moving so fast yeah um you know tomorrow you could wake up to some massive breakthrough the problem we we really do have is how to power all of that yeah yeah, we, we might come up with a brand new processor that would go, you know, at, at light speed. And that's one of the things we're talking about quantum computing is that quantum computing can do things much faster. But we're still quite a ways away from seeing that become mainstream. Yeah. And, and, it's mo and, and quantum computing is mostly, it, most applications are, that are being considered 
are not for social media. They're considered for um, computer warfare. Sure. But I mean, that opens up to everything, right? If it's, if it's yeah. possible. But so that's what I'm saying. I, I think um, Meta may survive. It will be much smaller. Facebook will disappear. Uh, we're probably going to have a, a diversification of the opportunities. We're going to find uh, online sources that are widely ranging in, the, in their, their opinions, but we'll also find a center. I mean, we're, we're finding that now. There, there are whole organizations dedicated to identifying where the political center is on media. Mm -hmm. And more people are saying. And is, is there one? <laughs> yeah, there is. There's got to be there is. somewhere, right? Well, essentially what you want to look for is, uh, is look for an organization where both liberals and conservatives say are, uh, are either too liberal or too, too conservative. Okay. A good example of that is the New York Times. That's the, that's the, it's known as the paper of record for the, the United States. It has its problems, I'll admit, but it has an equal number of liberals and conservatives complaining about its own bias. And as a result, the New York Times is now a profitable enterprise. Hmm. Okay. Another example is the San Francisco Chronicle, never considered to be anything but a liberal uh, publication. I have my I, I, I have my doubts about that, but they too have really tried to branch out and and provide a great deal of balance to their coverage, and they have become become a profitable organization. So I'm starting to see more and more organiza news organizations in print that are showing profit so if people are talking about you on both sides that's a good thing yeah if 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 somebody says this is the leading conservative voice well you you can probably guess that it's pretty pretty far on the right if someone says this is the leading liberal voice yeah you can probably say it's 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 in in the radical left but if, if there's a publication that pisses everybody off that's the one you want to read. Interesting. And I think we'll see that in social media as well. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's cool. Actually, that'd, I, be, that'd I, be a good thing to go. Yeah. I think we, I think we can, I can take a look at LinkedIn right now and I can say LinkedIn is pretty balanced because they, they, the, the people that participate in that don't really like to see radical political ideas discussed. Mm -hmm. radical political or social they 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 get shut down really quick and not by linkedin but by the other people that are on linkedin say we don't want to hear this kind of crap mm -hmm. this is not where we go for this yeah if i want to hear that i go to facebook <laughs> right right and uh, uh I, I, yeah i think i think that's pretty much it i think as as if we get to the point where people uh, will develop communities that will be intolerant of intolerance. Well, well, well you know, shot. the interesting thing about that too is I think we're getting to a point. I, I hope we're getting to a point where people are just tired, right? Yeah. 
they may have even participated in it at some point, but they're just tired. And so at some point you just kind of break and you go, I don't want to do that anymore. You know? Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people are there, but you know, I've asked you to make some predictions. You made some pretty bold ones, uh, which I've never known you to shy away from the bold ones, <laughs> but if somebody had questions for you or they wanted to just say, I think you're nuts, uh, how they reach you. Well, uh, you can uh, go to anchor.fm slash crucial tech, and you can leave a one minute audio uh, comment or question. Uh, if you need more time, uh, you can go to cyberprotectionmagazine.com at cyberprotection-magazine.com. And you can leave a comment there. Uh, uh, there'll, there'll be a, uh, if you go, if you listen to the podcast from there, there's a, a place that you can actually make a comment on this podcast. Uh, right there. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Or you can also uh, go to the Cyber Protection Magazine uh, uh, LinkedIn account. Um, I'm not on Twitter anymore, so uh, I'm, don't bother with that. I'm on Facebook uh, if you want to get in there. Uh, it'll. It, there are many ways to do it, but yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone about this. Yeah, I think too, you know, we talked about a lot of different things. I think there are probably six different topics you could drill down deeper to. So if anybody you know, is interested in, in us drilling down a little deeper. Let us know what you'd like to know about. Yeah. So this has been Lou Covey and Joe Basco is with Crucial Tech, uh, Footwasher Media Production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>